Hey everyone, it's Chris and welcome to the Scale Model World bonus edition of the Sprue Cutters Union. I went to the show a couple of weeks ago to drop some models off at the DBMK slash armory stand and also to see a few friends and uh, see what I could pick up. Uh, while I was there, I had the chance to have a chat with a few awesome people. We were thinking of putting those uh, on the regular episodes, but we kind of felt like the episodes are already so full of good material uh, and already quite long at three hours plus that rather than pad them out even more, we would just release this as a special episode standalone for those that were interested. I couldn't get all the interviews I wanted due to people working hard and availability, uh, but we did manage to get you interviews with Matthew from Albion Alloys, Neil from Hong Kong Models, and the Four Corners Model Club, including many of our friends you've heard on the show before, such as Spud and Peter Rusher. So before we get to the interviews, I'll just give you a quick roundup of how I found the show. The show was considerably smaller than last time I went in 2019. It was in three halls, but the competition had been moved down from upstairs uh, into Hall 3. And unfortunately, it did suffer for that because it was rather poorly lit. In particular, it was hard to see the figures and some of the aircraft at the back uh, due to heavy shadow from the directional light. And there were some very big gaps between some of the rows of club tables and a few empty tables around as well. Noticeably, it seemed to be very much down on 2019 levels of traders. As many have commented, most of these were the Europeans. Although Tsukimura weren't there, but I understand this was due to the difficulties of travel to or from Japan due to COVID, which have only recently been lifted. Big noticeable absence was Edward, who usually take a very large stand there. And unfortunately, I believe they were unable to due to the costs and administration imposed by Brexit. This affected a number of companies that I've spoken to too, and the Europeans were noticeably absent. There were a number of traders that were there though, and doing great business. It was good to see Kinetic come over from Hong Kong, also of course Hong Kong models. Unfortunately, uh, we were due to speak to Kinetic, but didn't get the time uh, at the show due to the fact they were so incredibly busy doing great business. It was also good to see uh, Bookworld, who are stocking the models from Ukraine book two, but also, Bookworld have to be one of the best stockists of modelling and reference books that you can find in the UK. The huge range. How they carry it all, I have no idea. Also, Froom Model Works were there, representing our good friends and sponsors, Scott and SMS Paints. So, on to the interviews. The first interview is with Matthew at Albion Alloys. Uh, those of you that do a lot bit of scratch building or uh, like to need some metal tube or rod or anything at any point will know that really there's two companies in the business. There's KS Metals. Uh, but more common in the UK with their metric measurements as well is Albion Alloys who do the fantastic microtube. Uh, Albion actually make metals for industrial purposes but also do a great business in the model making sphere and also a distributor for a number of brands in the UK as Matthew will tell us now. Right, so I'm here with Matthew from uh, Albion Alloys. Uh, we're going to ask about all about the metals. So, I mean, lots of guys up there use the tubes and rod and what have you for scratch building. Um, but you also do a full range of other stuff and you're a distributor for other lines, is that right? That's right. So we've got our own range of metals that we supply pretty much worldwide. Uh, we're the European distributor for Flexifile and all of their abrasives. And we're the UK and Ireland distributor for uh, Mr Hobby, model scene, scene display materials, maquette plastics uh, um, and now we're doing the VMS range of uh, weathering products and glues and also we do a limited line, fairly limited line of kits, specialist kits. 
Uh, I think you did Das Work as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, regular listeners to the show will know we love the VMS varnishes. The mat particularly is one of the flattest mats you can get. And the paper shaper is popular with a lot of guys. What's selling well for you at the moment? Uh, Mr. Hobby goes from strength to strength. Uh, the paint, uh, Aqueous has been well established for some time. Mr. Colour, the lacquer paint, is now becoming very popular as well. You can thin it 70-30, so 70% thinner, 30% paint. And in this day and age at the moment where cost of living and all that, value for money is probably the best value on the market. You can thin it, as I said, very, very lovely translucent finishes. Don't obscure any of the lovely surface detail kit manufacturers are doing nowadays. And it's a, a nice wide colour palette. Uh, the VMS, we've been doing that for a couple of months. Interest has been huge here at Telford. Uh, as you said, the matte varnish is very popular, the paper shaper, but also I think the, um, the pigments are going to be very popular. And the, those little add-ons such as the, the Alkid binders, so that you can get different finishes, whether it's wet pooling into recesses or dust in wheels, I think that's, that's going to be popular too. Pick some up when we're finished with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, now also, obviously the metals. Uh, do you actually manufacture the metals yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And I presume that hobby is not the main part of your business? No. But on the hobby side, how many items do you have in the range, do you know? Uh, I think there's about 200, all the different sizes and iterations of product, yeah. The micro tubes particularly popular. You do that in aluminium and brass? Aluminium, brass and nickel silver. So depending what the application is, the aluminium's nice, you can polish it to get a high-speed steeler look. The nickel silver's already got that shiny look to it. But if you mix and match the two, that's very nice to, to get those slight tonal variations. And the brass, of course, everyone knows brass from Pete from using yep. Photo Etch. Easy to glue, easy to cut. There's a YouTube video on how to cut it. So you're getting an ends cut, burr-free cut. So you can still slide a tube in even after you've cut it. There are videos on your website on there. There how are, to yeah. Albion, Albionhobbies.com. And, uh, I mean, I use the aluminium tube for pitot tubes for aircraft. Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks just like the real thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't really go wrong. Uh, you also do styrene, is that right? Styrene, we do the maquette. That's from Holland. Um, they are a bit like ourselves, come from an industrial background, but they've seen a niche in the hobby market that they've thought, let's bring our expertise to making these beautiful extrusions. Uh, so Hanko over at Maquette, very clever guy, really knows his stuff, and very nice and sharp at the edges. What I mean by that, when it's right, when it's meant to be right angles, it is a right angle exterior and interior which is important because i know the l shape on plastruct is is a curve on the inside yeah so if you're trying to construct a, a building for instance mm. and you've got four right angles you've got to have the interior as sharp as as the intersection as the outside it's made from styrene so it's very easy to glue and cut you can put it in hot water and shape it if you want to uh, i've seen some really nice motorbike handlebars etc made out of that uh, it's got a lot going for it and a lot of different shapes now uh, you also sponsor an award at the yes, show. yeah and how do you choose the model that you like the best well unlike so we get a list of all the categories it's in myself and Peter Buckingham who's a fantastic specializes mainly in bikes used to do cars we walk around we've got a list of the models and we walk around and the criteria is do we 
initially like the, like the model and then we look at where they've used the metal and it's a combination of the two. Obviously the more complex and the more they've used, the more likely that we're going to award it the Albion Alloys Award. So this year it was quite tricky. There were some fantastic models in, in the show where they'd gone for the Albion Alloys Award. There's that beautiful Mustang, yeah. absolutely stunning. And then there was the uh, Raf's piece that I believe was one wet best in show. And he'd gone to the trouble of listing where he'd used the metals. Yeah. He'd done the photo book, work in progress. And, and I think just the, the attention to detail he'd gone to and in how many different applications he'd, he'd used it. And we awarded him the Albion Alloys Award before we knew it was gonna win best in show. And of course, we're really happy for him that he's used, he's won Best in Show and he's used a lot of our stuff. So that was really gratifying, yeah. I've got a photo of that I'll, for the listeners, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a 148 scratch built SAR tank uh, with giant spoked wheels, which are all Alvin Alloys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got the rivets, the spokes, uh, the machine guns, I believe. He's used about seven different products, and then within that, lots of different sizes. So. He's, he's done us proud. Yeah, and made a fantastic model. And made a fantastic model, gosh, yeah. Now, you also have people doing demos. I think Jason Lake does demos at the shows. Jason Lake was here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're demoing the airbrushes, the Pro Convoy airbrushes, the paint, uh, some of the VMS product, the varnishes. Uh, I'm demonstrating today the uh, touch and flow from Flexifile. We've got a new Aqueous Black. So it's like the water-based version of SF288, Mr. Finishing Surfacer Black. Oh, so an aqueous surfacer. An aqueous surfacer, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it does work really well. Is it as tough when it dries as the lacquer product? I'd say so. I mean, you, I've, I've been using it, I've cut it with, um, with Mr. Leveling Thinner, but with the aqueous mm. thinner, it's, 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 I'd say it's, it's, it's as good. I've tried masking tape on it, doesn't lift, nice surface, you can... You know, I tend to polish even Mr. Yeah. Finish just a little bit, and then when you put your paint on, of course, you've got just the flattest flat surface to spray on. Yeah, I mean the good thing about the Mr. Surfacer products—they grip really well. They find any flaws in your model, you can polish them back. Any scratches, polish it back. But then they provide the perfect base for any paints on top of it. Yeah, yeah, any paint, yeah, pretty much. Uh, what's coming next for Albion Alloys? So we've just started working with Thunder Model. Mm-hmm. So Libor was here yesterday, he'll be here again today. Um, we're now the distributor for that. He's got this new US Army tractor out and pretty soon he's got that Morris C9 with the Bofors gun on it. Yeah. So that's going to be really nice. Uh, Border Model have got some great releases. They've got the new uh, submarine coming out mm-hmm. with 135th scale. It's at the top section with the uh, conning tower, yeah. but a couple of nice diorama variations, either manning the 88mm flat gun or loading a torpedo into, into the submarine. That, I think with a port side diorama with a little scratch yeah. built crane or something, that's that going to be look lovely. Great, yeah. uh, what happened with Thunder Model? Do you know, they disappeared for a long time. I think they had a lot of trouble when COVID struck. Mm. They had a particularly badly hit at the factory. Yeah. And that just put the, uh, the you know, the, the, the brakes on it for a little while. But Leibor's come back. Leibor does a lot of different things, castings mm. as well, and Kitsy's yeah. a busy man. But he's he his did, own LZ models yeah, line, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so he wanted to resurrect this. Mm. Uh, I've known Libor a long time. It's a great product, so we're, we're happy to be working with him now. Very fine, detailed models, very um, yeah. fine scale yeah. surface detail and so on. 
an interesting subject. You know, there's little covered, like we've got the tractor, the bofors, and a lot of it's allied armour, which is uh, perhaps somewhat, un, you know, underrepresented. So it's, it's going to be a nice addition. Excellent. Well, Matthew, thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. We'll put links on the show notes and everything else. Okay. People, please do pop along to uh, Albion Alloys, check out those videos, and ask in your local model shop for Albion Alloys products. Excellent. Thanks very much. Thank you, Chris. What's up, gangsters? Let's take a second to talk about the latest products from Anna's. Tom is constantly working to give you the best tools and details for your precision modeling needs. And now he has sets of spear precision tweezers for tasks like applying those tiny Anna's decals or his super cool tiny resin switches, PE parts, whatever you need. They're made in high grade stainless steel and have an extra sharp needle tip. Tom has also introduced a high quality synthetic paintbrush line. They're called Martisan Kolinsky and they're excellent for detail work. They've got high elasticity, stability, and fine tips. The triangular wooden brush handles are also nice because they're a lot more comfortable to hold than the traditional small round brush handle. They're available in three sizes. 20-0, and 5 I've got a set of them, and I'm always finding new uses for them. And of course, there's always his range of the aforementioned resin detail parts, decals, and the 3D print files that you can download and print on your own 3D printer. So, head on over to Aniz, that's A-N-Y-Z to see what Tom has for you to make your own perfect pieces. Our next interview is with Neil Yan at Hong Kong Models. Uh, as most of you will know from listening to the Sprue Cutters Union or following us on Facebook, they announced a new A20 132nd Havoc at the show, which is absolutely phenomenal. Let's talk to Neil and find out a little bit more about Hong Kong Models. Okay, so I'm here with Neil Yan from Hong Kong Models. Neil, can you tell me a little bit about Hong Kong Models and how you got started? Uh, I think this is a very interesting um, story. And uh, actually, we work with uh, the Dutch company, uh, they call, and then we have a venture uh, to making the wing scale. Probably some people heard about it before, but finally we have a financial issue with the uh, Dutch guy so equip and we what we are by our own that's that's all about the Hong Kong model start with um, yeah so we we have the factory we have a uh, cat designer we have a lot the uh, modeler support so we're making for now what were the first models you produced? I think first model we do there was the Metro yes yeah one by 32 second Metro and then the media, and there's a Mark IV, and B17, one by 32 seconds. What made you choose 30 second scale for bombers? I mean, you know, these are big models. Yeah, it is a big model. Uh, it's four engine bomber, this is a big model. But I think we want to make something different and do something uh, not exist in the market. Yeah. I mean, no one had done it before, had they? So. Right, yep. I, I don't think people will uh, will 
doing this way, but uh, I try to make something in the other way around. One thirty second of scale, you like yourself? Yeah, personally, yes. Yeah, Friends personally, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you live in Hong Kong, right? I live in Hong Kong. How do you fit one thirty second scale aircraft in a Hong Kong apartment? Uh, it must be tricky. No, I didn't see Hong Kong as a market. I see yeah. uh, the global. Yeah. yeah. The Mitchell must have been particularly well received because the uh, the only one previous to that was the accurate miniatures kit, which was not great to build. So, how well did that sell? Um, I sound good. Good. Does it still sell well now? Still selling well. Yeah. Because a lot of the variants and, and marking. Yeah. And You've released sign. a new variant recently, haven't you? There was the uh, the Swifer. I mean, it's the Swifer version. And now we've got the Havoc. A twenty. Uh, sorry, A20, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is it's quite a compact aircraft, but it's got a real presence in 132nd. It is really compact, and uh, 32 seconds, not that huge, because um, the mid-size uh, attack aircraft, uh, a lot of variants, nose art, I think this is nice, yeah. I think the nose arts are real, uh, really helps, because people like to individualise their builds, and... I'm sure there'll be lots of aftermarket decals with various nose art and stuff on, as well as the kit options. Yes, yeah. And it's used by quite a number of different operators as well, I think. Yeah, I think the American and uh, RAF as well. This is quite a complex model. Did it, has it taken a long time to develop? Um, actually, uh, it's not really take long because uh, we have a friends in America. They have um, the A24 we store. So we have a we lucky enough. So we send people there and take a lot of photo measurement that make a lot of help. Generally speaking, how difficult is it to get the information you need to make kits? Very difficult. <laughs> Which was the hardest? Uh, because the, what we what we uh, got going to measure that is the uh, wall burn. So a lot of the uh, area was already modified. So must find a lot of information, books and uh, blueprint for for verification. Yeah. The Lancaster, the the um, Danbusters Lancaster must have been particularly difficult, as there's no survivors. Definitely very difficult. Yeah. Uh, for Lancaster, because this. this this is the four-engine bomb, but huge. Usually, we observe for the real Lancaster from the bottom of the lane or the or the aircraft. Some area is we cannot observe it, yeah. uh, especially the dampbuster. Dampbuster is not existing, so keep finding uh, books, drawing, and some kind of moving. What's next for the company after the uh, A20? Oh, we still stick with the uh, 32 second bomber, uh, but mostly is the um, propeller. Will you stick with Allied bombers, or have you considered Japanese or German? Or uh, German, okay, but uh, but not Japanese, yeah, because we're not putting up in Japan market. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's quite a niche market, isn't it? Very difficult. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to get you back sometime to talk on the show for a bit longer thank you but so we'll much. give you plenty of warning next time I won't ambush you okay okay thank you so much Chris <laughs> all right thank you Neil yeah. Ace Brew Cutters it's Chris 
and I'm here to tell you all about Tetra Model Works from 172nd to 135th, from 1700 to 1350. Tetra Model Works provide you with all the PE you need for your ship, armor, or aircraft project. Whether you're building a T-62, PLA frigate, or a Royal Navy carrier, Tetra have got the best PE you can find to take your project to the next level. Easy to use, inexpensive, and beautifully packaged, Tetra PE is the best PE I've used, and I can recommend it to everyone. So go to tetramodel.com now to find out what they have and where you can get it. Or go to my store at insidethearmor.com to see what we have in stock. So that was a very brief chat with Neil, but we're hoping to get him back on the show for a more detailed and in-depth discussion soon. The next interview then is the first of three with uh, Four Corners Model Club. As we've mentioned on the show, Four Corners is a new club from our friends, uh, Spud Murphy, Peter Usher, Kev Smith, Dan Sankey, Darren Thompson, Ian McGonagall and Andy Evans. Uh, they're a great club, really phenomenal stand at the show with some incredible models. Uh, now, it was impossible to interview them all at once because they were just so popular. So I've broken this into three interviews. The first interview will be with Peter Usher and Andy Evans. Enjoy. Afternoon, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so the Four Corners, it started actually, uh, we were all members of, of different clubs actually, or no clubs, and then uh, we've obviously all been pals for, for years, you know, 20 odd years. And, um, and then we all went to SMC, when we went to the Worlds, of course, as it yeah. was. And, um, <laughs> and then we, um, yeah, so we had a table. Um, and uh, then we thought, do you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this properly. Put a, you know, put a ring on it, so to speak. So we talked a little while about what name to call it. And because we're from all over the, sort of, all over the country, almost. Yeah. Um, and Darren spent half his time in Europe, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. So the, the four corners made sense, really. And then we sort of, we started it. And this is our first club table. And the feedback's been, been incredible over the weekend. Yeah, feedback's been really good. Um, you know, but people have just been sort of commenting on the quality of the models on the table, and uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, it's been it's been really interesting. Actually, there's a nice diversity across the table. Actually, yeah, you've got right. Ian's helicopters, but, you know, and then the diorama stuff, and then my elephants on there, and then there's World War, uh, World War One stuff, World War Two stuff, some modern stuff, and then Spud's bigger scale, Stug and um, Stuart. So it's kind of something for everyone, almost. It's his action man, Stug, isn't it? His action man, Stug. <laughs> Barbie, I think. <laughs> Who's in the club? So it's me, um, Andy Evans, Dan Sankey, Kev Smith, uh, Ian McGordon, and um, and Spud. Yeah. yeah. Darren, oh, Spud. And, Darren Thompson. And, um, Darren Thompson, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah Darren's not here this weekend. Yeah. Um, and then Lester... Basket has just joined. Oh, yeah. So it's a real so, super group. Yeah. It's like the ABBA of the modeling <laughs> world. Um, but we're not a kind of, it's almost like we're not a club. Yeah. We're just yeah. a group of pals that can just put stuff together. together yeah. Yeah. You yeah, were a group so, before you were a club. Yeah, yeah. We, we were a bunch of mates. It. Yeah, yeah, so it's just a, it's all about, it's just about, it's just about displaying stuff really, especially in the UK because we're all happy to do the European stuff and it doesn't really get much of a day out in England so yeah it's been a 
it's been really well received. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. I was um, I was pleasantly surprised by how much um, attention we we got for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, where we are in the hall is is you know helped a great deal. Yeah, right by the main entrance. Yeah, yeah. and um, the lighting's better. Yeah, it yeah. is. Because yeah. even the even the lighting in the competition area, uh, especially even where the where the figures were, because yeah. we've got a. Um, We've got a club award, yeah. the Four Corners Award, which we've given out today. Um, but the figures, the lighting, that's what I was getting mm. to, the lighting at figures, abysmal. Yes. Yeah. It's terrible, the terrible. aircraft figures. Mm, yeah. um, and I had to use my torch on my phone to highlight some figures. Look at me. In a competition, yeah. it's just like, it's so. Um, when you go off to SMC and you see how well illuminated it is, yeah. then. Incredible. And how well laid out, because this is all on the normal sort of one metre high tables as well. Yeah. yeah so there's the a lot of people having to lean higher. over to look at models, yeah. which is always a risk. Yeah, there is yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's, um, it'd be lovely to see the competition here, you know. In this space, yeah. Yeah, have it, have it you know, go up yeah. a level, have very good lighting and, mm. Elon, you know, height of the tables maybe. It's got the potential, hasn't oh, it? Yeah, it's got, you've got things been really busy. Yeah. Um, it'd be, I'd love to see it as our kind of national show. Yeah. It'd be great to see. Um, I mean, I've criticised Telford a lot in the past, but it is the show in the UK. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now like we haven't show. got Euro, now yeah. Euro's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, it, this is it. Um, and it is a heavy aircraft show. Um, it's got that impression, hasn't it? Yeah. But I think the um, you know the, the other sort of genres, if you like, are starting to make a decent yeah. appearance. Definitely, yeah. Maybe I remember more when there was like now. ten figures in the competition, but there's a lot more now. Yeah, there's there? a lot more. There yeah. must be a hundred, maybe a hundred in there yeah, altogether. Easily, so. yeah. 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 So I think that'd be nice to see. I think to see that grow. I think the main thing I think that I've noticed compared to European shows is that. The average age of the of the sort of the attendee here is is older. Yeah, I feel young. It's great. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's difficult to know how we can actually you know attract that sort of younger younger generation. I mean, here. we're still young. I think so. Yeah, we're well, very so. young. Well, you're, yeah. you're very young. But you're talking about other people, aren't you? Not us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good observation, Andy. Actually, it is. There's not well, many youngsters coming through. I mean, what, what struck me, I was actually at a, a local show a few months back, and on the way back, we caught in at a war game show, um, the Partisan Show in Newark, yeah. which is a fairly big thing. And the, the age difference between them was just, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. It was, it was like going from an old people's home to a, you know... <laughs> Kindergarten. A, a, yeah, like a, a Beatha nightclub. Um, <laughs> feeling too young to feeling too old, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's. Um, I don't know how how we resolve that, but SMC always feels like it's got a younger crowd as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it might vibe, be because it yeah. attracts the fantasy guys as well, and a lot of yeah. them are younger. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the fantasy stuff and then the war gaming stuff. Yeah, there's no. That's not represented here actually. It's a really not interesting all, no. gap. So. No. Um, yeah. The funny thing here, I see a lot of middle-aged and older guys. And there's actually a fair few younger kids around, sort of under 15. Yeah. But there's nothing between. That's the no, weird thing. No, there's no, no people in their 20s or 30s. And there are people out there in the hobby in that age group. Yeah. Absolutely. What's been your favourite thing here other than your stand? 
Spud stories, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can't obviously yeah. broadcast those. No, Spud's constant uh, piss take is uh, of everyone <laughs> yeah. and everything that is in range. Um, yeah, it's been a really funny weekend. Yeah. Re- he's had me, cr- I mean, everyone's, the banter's really high within the, within yeah. the club, well, actually. Well, I mean, you all being friends as well, it's, it's always yeah. going to be a good time to get yeah. together. It's just on the brink of insulting. Constantly, which, well, is, yeah. which is beautifully. beautifully That's how you know you love each other in, yeah, in England, don't you? You insult each other. So. Well, this is the first time we've all been together since, um, uh, you know, um, Model Expo. Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to SFC? Yeah, oh, of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, wouldn't miss it now. Yeah, I'm judging actually. Yeah, I'm judging next year, so that'd be interesting. That'd be the quarter of that. Um, the best thing I've seen. Traders have been really good actually. Yeah. I mean, I've missed the European guys because obviously yeah. they've not come over, it's which is they're missed. Yeah. Um, but the traders have been really good. Um, yeah, I don't know really. We, obviously, we got the, the award to um, what's that? What is that Russian tank actually? Do you know? Oh, oh no, the Tsar tank, the uh, the one with the big wheels. No, no, not the not no. The no, it's um, I don't know. I forget what it's escaped me. But yeah, I have to say, I probably wouldn't have picked the same models that judges have picked, which surprised me. Yeah, we've, we've we, we given our that, awards yeah. something that's not got anything, yeah. I don't think. Mm. So that's... I think it's nice. I mean, it, it was a great idea. Um, I don't know which one of you guys came up with this, but to actually give an award that we all agree on. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be in the competition. It could be on a table or something. It's just yeah. a, one thing that we all think, you know what, that's different, that's good. Yeah. Um, and we were pretty much unanimous on it, weren't we? Yeah. Um, and I think um, I was chatting to Bill around at the Worlds, and he said, um, you, you should judge with your feet. Yeah. You're walking along and something stops you. Yeah. And you go, oh, hello, I like that. Yeah. Um, and the same when you're walking down the competition, you're kind of like, and then something will stop you in your tracks. It's funny you say that because that's exactly what I've been watching um, looking out across our stand. Yeah. yeah. People will walk and walk then. past your models and stop yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll walk past mine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll they'll take a double take and then yeah. and then get the glasses out and, yeah. and come and over or reach for, for their phones yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, and that's nice yeah you know, something's caught their eye obviously it's something will get them either mm. you know spuds big stuff or or your jeeps they'll be looking they'll be scanning expecting it to just be the normal stuff and it's like oh uh, yeah yeah we something, going on here. something they recognise yeah but, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass but I think every model on this table is the kind of model that would make me stop. It is probably the highest quality yeah. club stand I've seen. And um, for those, obviously, of you that aren't here and can't see, we've got the Mind the Gap diorama, we've got the S, uh, Andy's SAS Jeeps, I think Kev's 88 in a sunken road. Kev's 88, yeah. 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 We've got some of Dan's amazing World War One stuff. As sure. you say, Spud's big uh, stood on um, Stuart. Stuart and... Uh, the elephants and, over there, profit or loss. Yeah, Ian Sky Crane. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic table. In fact, it's one of those tables where if you don't stop and have a look at everything, you're going to miss something great. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great stuff on there. And between the, what, six of you, is it all together? I think there's... Today, I mean, that have come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, yeah. There's five... Probably about 30 models, 40 yeah. models, something like yeah. that. So it's a really full display, too. And what's probably interesting about... Um, we were discussing, obviously, having a club is... 
you don't want to really keep putting the same stuff out yeah. every year after year after mm. year. So it also drives you to finish stuff, which yeah. like when you're working for the magazines, it drives Absolutely, you yeah. for the deadlines. It's nice to have that extra edge yeah. to think, oh, I'll get this finished with Telford and put it on the club table. So it's, um, it's another positive thing of, of the, uh, the little band of brothers that we are. Yeah, I think, I think the other thing as well is a lot of these models, we've, I mean, we've obviously worked on these, but um, they've been in magazines, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, been online. And it's almost like this is the first time we've actually shown them properly in the UK. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I hate to say it as well, as good as your photography is, and actually your two photography are really good, but maybe some of the others, I won't mention any names, <laughs> their models look a lot better in person than they do in a photograph because mm. photographs tend to crush tones. Yeah. You don't get all the subtlety in the weathering yeah. and the shading yeah, and everything yeah. else. So to see them live, is a, for, for me, is a real treat. Yeah. Th yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Not many aircraft, though. You have to bring some of yours next time. No. <laughs> Finish that fantasy. There's something over there with propellers. Yeah, there's, there's one here, and we've got a... Ian Spikes. hates it if I call them propellers. Propellers? Those fluffy things on the top, yeah. Thanks very much. Great chat there with Peter and Andy. Next interview is going to be with Kev Smith and Ian McGonagall. All right, so now I'm with Kev and Ian from Four Corners. Uh, now we've got an armour modeller and a helicopter modeller, so not all tanks on the uh, Four Corners table. Uh, Kev, can you tell us about your stuff, what you do? Um, mainly World War II door armors. Plus the odd vehicle thrown in here and there, with the aim of putting them onto a diorama. So, um, got the, the pack there. Yeah. That's a dragon pack, scratch built. In a sucker road. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Really nice vegetation on that as well, quite often with dioramas. People build it and they put a lot of work into the model, the vegetation, they just buy a few. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Some on, so. Yeah. But that's really, uh, yeah, you can see the That is actual. Um, yeah. Commercial bought, but with yeah. flock chucked on top and yeah, painted and yeah. And the uh, what I really like is the variety in the vegetation because that's what we're being used. Yeah, you got to break it up a bit. Yeah. It just looks like a model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that inspired by a photo? Or? Uh, not really. This what I picked up as I went along and thought about it, drew it out on a piece of paper. It's all about getting the angle of the gun right, I think. Yes. Yeah. As in going from the corner into the corner. It's a great interest, yeah. yeah. With yeah. the back on the diagonal. Yeah, exactly, yeah. As well. yeah. yeah. And then you've got the shells and the bottom right corner. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Bit of colour. Yeah. Lots to um, interest the eye, because it's one of those where when you look at it, you think you see it, and the, but the more you look at it, the more you see it. Do you mainly do German? Or do you um, at the moment, German, but I'm trying to get into the Allied stuff more. And as it's becoming more available, and it's not to yeah. use. Yeah. How long have you been modeling? Oh, blimey. Um, started when I was about, like we all did when we were 10, 11. Had a little bit of break when I joined the army. Left the army, took up again. 15 years later. What did you do in the army? I was Grenadier Guards. Do you ever model Grenadier Guards? Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for decent models. Guys armour maybe. Quite interesting yeah. guys armour stuff. Yeah, there's some um, if you want to do some guards armour churches, I've got lots of information. Silence. I'd love to do that, yeah. And yeah. they've got a fantastic site on the internet as well, with loads of photos okay. and stuff on there as well. Look into that. Ian, you bought your sky crane. 
Yes. No, you're perfectly correct. Is that the ICM model? Have you had that a lot? I've had that quite a bit. It's gone out yet. I can't believe they're planning. What scan is that? 132? 135th. Yeah, so if they're planning to do that historically, they're ambitious. Yeah, it's a presence, to say the least, and it's a bit of a chore to drag it around the shows, but it always gets quite good. Quite, yeah, quite a good reception, which is nice. You did a beautiful yeah. job, especially um, what amazes me is the uh, glazing on it, the platform. Yeah, platform front and rear, and the and the bubbles on the on the main doors. Yeah. So yeah, just standard old school plunge platform, <laughs> nothing nothing fancy. What did you make the um, bucks for from? The, just the styrofoam. Right. Just, you know, it's, it's quite. It's quite rigid, it's very rigid, and then you can, if needed, I was going to do it and cast it, but I tried it, it worked. Did you have to coat it to get a smooth Yeah, yeah, I sprayed, just put high, uh, high build lacquer, um, high build fill, fill on it, and it seemed to be okay. It, it soaked. Melt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it soaked in, I, I, was, I was quite persistent with it, over quite a few days, coating it, rubbing it back, coating it. And it got to the stage where I was micro-meshing it to just get yeah. totally... Because I thought... If you don't want to polish the plastic after. No. No, I tried to save myself a bit of time later on. So, yeah. That's all plastic as well. But I feel it's soft. The polishing is soft. Yeah. And like most airplane modellers, we rear away from back then, So <laughs> it was a bit of a chore. It was a very nervous uh, evening in the shed with a brand new blade. Just carving it out. Well, I don't want to do another one. If you've got your own platform in kit, yeah. whatever you set up, you used to do it, at least you can make another one if you need yeah. to. Well, actually, to be honest, another guy did the platform for me. Uh, okay. So I just sent him the plug and he, he did it. And then he delivered about half a dozen and said, feel free to make a few mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying when you've nearly cut one out and you sleep. Yeah. <laughs> scratch it coming out. Yeah. What about the main body? Is this wood? No, so the main body is basically plastic, plastic um, box section, and then just good old fifty thousand plastic card. Because the body, the body, the rigidity in the body is the thing that everything's going to hang on. Yes. So I had to think. I didn't want any war. I didn't want it to sag. You know, because you can't go backwards once you've sort of gone. You know, you know, you're an experienced. Looking at it, that long tail gives me the gives me the heebie jeebies <laughs> from sag. You know, the, the potential for that is yeah. huge. Yeah. So I, I sort of probably over-engineered it. Did you use brass rod reinforcement? No, I just use square. Yeah, just use square box. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just I just went for the rigidity side, yeah. and hopefully. No, I think that also the way I store it, it sits in my loft in a box in, and it's supported at yeah. the aft section and the mid section. So it's the weight's off the thing and it, it, it just seems to... I was looking for Mr. Nosichka. It seems to support itself pretty well. Yeah. 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 What about the uh, rotors? Did you have much trouble making those? Um, the rotors are 3D printed, that's with blades. So, and then obviously it's a bit coarse, so I had to skim those down and, and work on them. But the actual head is all scratched. I started with a, again with an aluminium block to get the part, uh, to get the six blades, and then again it's all about rigidity. So did you have to machine the aluminium? No, I got my file out. 
went back to my basic aeronautical engineering skills and just rubbed it down. Aluminium is actually quite easy to sand and file. Yes. It's, it's relatively soft. Yeah. Although you end up with a lot of silvery dust everywhere. Yeah, and black hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of ruined files. Yeah. yeah what about the hose that the, uh, for the water? So the, the actual drop-down snorkel hose was just tube. I shaped the tube and then I wrapped, um, to show the concertina concept of the hose, I just wrapped uh, lead solder around it and then just spiralled it, spiralled it and then just painted it. A couple of coats of um, heavy lacquer. Just get it to sort of go. Yes, to get it to knit in together. There are sections every centimetre or so there was a section of super glue to hold it yeah. together but then it's all stitched in with, with lacquer and then obviously painted so what you what you do next how can you top that um one tenth scale seeking <laughs> well i work i work on s92s for the coast guard and nobody makes an s92 you made it so folks. yeah <laughs> so i have muted the idea of doing a 30 scale s92 Plus you get to access them. Yes. You can get all the information you need. Yeah. Yeah. I could use my job to uh, to the full effect from what from what but that's only a possibility. <laughs> Make a nice model to present to the coach. Yeah. Once you finish with it. Yeah. <laughs> Take it around a few shows. Yeah. And that's that's got presence. The S night two yeah. is quite a thing. And it sticks with the Sikorsky theme. Yeah. You like Sikorsky? Uh, it's not my favourite manufacturer. <laughs> I like the early Sikorsky, that's a really interesting, yeah. you know, like the H3, etc. Yeah. It's a crazy looking helicopter. Yeah. Served on Sea King as well in the Navy, so yeah, I sort of got a love-hate relationship. I'm a Wessex man originally, yeah. but yeah, when the Sea Kings came in, we sort of drifted onto them. I was talking to someone else from Fleet Air Arm earlier, actually, about um, Sea Kings, and he was saying they were a, a real pain. It took like 10 years to get it right, yeah. but once they got it right, it was a beautiful yeah, that's spot on, really. And, and it's how the Navy learned to operate them and how to, the yeah. Navy learned to maintain them. Once we had that and we had the base of good engineers and pilots that knew what they had, then it became an easier transition through. Yeah. People don't appreciate it's the human skill that makes the systems work, isn't it? If you yeah. don't have enough trained, experienced people to work with things. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I don't class myself in that. <laughs> I just polished the windscreen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this the? Uh, we've got another little one here. Is this an AMP kit? That's the new AMP Schweitzer. Or I call it the Schweitzer 269, but it's the TA. Oh, what's the military designation for it? No, I can't. I remember. know Daniel Zamenbein recently built one as well. Yeah. He said it was a little bit of a bear. It was a challenge. Yeah. It was more of a challenge than I thought it was going to be. I did end up changing a few bits on it, the tail boom, I, I think maybe it was my fault that the tail boom was a little bit out, off, so I put al um, aluminium tubing in for the tail boom, and I and added a few bits like seatbelts and that, but to be fair, the kit comes, there's an amazing amount of detail in the kit, they've gone for the um, 3D cockpit sections, it's 3D printed, rotor head, um, yeah. It's it's just you know it's a good kit. It just needs a bit of work. We need to model. That's Model's what we still do. required. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a shame. I find with AMP they're really ambitious. Yeah. And they do something really really well. But 
fit and execution is a little bit off. Yeah. There's always a little bit of work needed to make it work. I got yeah. the Gazelle recently because um, my dad was born really in the 80s okay. and uh, based at Koypal, so I used to watch the Commando Army Air Corps Gazelles fly in. And that was great until I got to the canopy, which for a lot more money would not fit. So yeah. I have to scratch a bill, you know, I have to make a platform for it. But other than that, it, it's funny, in a lot of ways they come with very nice kits, but in other ways, well, some modelling required, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think the fact of personal sort of attachment to the airframe makes you... Oh, you push it? No, I've type-rated the maintenance engineer on the uh, 269, so I've maintained quite a few, done quite a few hundred hour checks yeah. on it. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it drives it along a bit, makes it more personal. This is the one that got the award. Right, thank you, Ian. Cheers. Thanks Hopefully, speak to you again soon. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to get you back on the show, actually, to have a longer conversation about scratch boring. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. Thanks. Love Thanks the show. Thank you. Cheers. Really interested to hear from those guys, especially about the construction of the helicopter, which was uh, a surprise to learn it was all in plastic, given the size and the weight of some of the components. Our final interview then is with Dan Sankey and Spud Murphy. All right, so now I've got uh, with me Spud and Dan Sankey. Dan, you've got some fantastic first world war models here. Thank you very much. And figures of scratch board as well, which makes it more impressive. Which models did you bring? Uh, so we've got the FT-17, which is um, work in progress. Oh, this one, yeah. I wonder why I didn't have any tracks. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> and the, uh, the the Flitz tractor, the French. Yeah. Uh, weird sort of three-wheel kind of thing. Well, it's, yeah, it's a four-wheel. It was just... Uh, it was a prototype vehicle. It's an actual tractor, isn't it? There was it, it, was, it was only something like 20 made, yeah. and uh, they weren't very good. So they weren't really <laughs> used on the front line for very long. The got the corrupt 21 Moser cannon and also the Ford ambulance. The, uh, this is the TACOM kit, right? That's the, right. The, uh, yeah. The yeah, yeah. Was it still in red plastic when you got yours? No, no, it was in the, the like, yellowy sort of colour. Oh, really. that's not the tan, yeah. I got one of the first ones, they were in red. And spraying over that was a lot, and it turned my extra thin pink. But saying that, yeah, I, I had an issue with that one actually. The I hadn't cleaned the, the plastic properly, so as soon as I primed it, having issues. It's fought me all the way so far. But you got fish eyes when you primed it. Uh, not so much fish eyes, just um, that the paint was delaminating in certain areas, so uh, I couldn't mask properly. It's quite unusual. That was these probably days. my fault mm. rather than user error. So I get used to not having like mold release agent on a yeah, lot of the new kits. So it's, I don't wash yeah. kits, it's, you know, because it's so rare. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, that's what I should have done with that one, really. But yeah, it's it's fought me most of the way, but in a good way. So yeah. luckily, I've got good mentors that are pushing me in the right direction for that sort of thing. But it's looking great. So obviously, it's working out well. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> are you got any figures with that? Um, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really planned to yet, but. I'm quite enjoying uh, learning the scratch building the figures, so uh, it's going to be a larger scale than what I'd normally do, so I think I'd, I'd have a go, but I'll see how the rest of this finishes first. You've got a couple of figures on the crew, actually, Four there, yeah. And they're all scratch, entirely scratch or modified? Uh, they have uh, hornet, hen, uh, hornet heads. <laughs> Sculpting heads is not easy, let's face it. So, uh, yeah, but the rest is on wire frames with uh, 
uh, magic sculpt next to fleshing out. So. How long have you been sculpting your figures? I've, well, not really long, uh, just a couple of years of that, but I'm not a, a heavily prolific modeler, so. For two years, not producing that many, if, if you're uh, being honest and not modest, then that's really impressive. They well, I think that's more to do with the, the lockdown time, so. Right, um, and I think really what inspired that was that it's not easy to find First World War figures that are going to fit the cannons. And so I thought, well, I'd like to do my own. Plenty of references. Still got a lot to learn. I made a lot of mistakes. So, yeah, but well, I'm happy of how they turned out. And then going to WME and receiving you know, an accolade for it. And what did you get for that? I got the gold for the... Um, the, the, the crook and the ambulance. Well, they don't give those away at WWE. Yeah. But it, it wasn't really in the, the Masters, it was in the, the standard class. So. Yeah, well, even so, you know, standard at WME is like, you know, top five anywhere else, pretty much. So that was, uh, yeah. Having, that, that having said that, I mean, that was our first time going across for that one, too. Yeah. What a show. Inspiring. Show? Absolutely. Absolutely mind blowing, wasn't it? The quality yeah. of the work that we saw there. So, and it's kind of inspiring us to want to push where yes. we're going with our club here. Yeah. That's what I find as well. It's one of those shows that you can take it two ways. You can either come away from it feeling intimidated, or you can just think, wow, this is what's possible. You Inspired know. and yeah. sort of strive to try harder next time. But you've got a great club here as well. I mean, all of you are fantastic models. And, you know, as Will likes to say on the show, steel polish is steel. So if you hang around with really good models, accelerates your own kind of Absolutely. I mean, we've we've been the best part of 20 years now yeah. in, in various clubs, but I'm feeling and finding now that my levels are, are coming up to where they should be, and, and to receive that sort of accolade, I'm using that as a milestone now to push further, so yeah, I'm really happy. I mean, I, I remember seeing your work here three or four years ago, you did some stuff like, it was really great then, but it's great to see, you know, all of you I think it's um, the club's been really proactive, and all of the guys are all really willing to help other yeah. members or offer advice, suggestions, techniques, and it, it's helped all of us. And it's you know it can only be a good thing. We're in is it club meet or is it more of a sort of virtual thing? Virtual because it's four corners. We are literally four corners of the country, so predominantly southwest of England. But we've got um, Andy in Nottingham, Darren Thompson's in Basel, in Switzerland. Um, and uh, Pete's in, in Swindon. Uh, so, do you, how often do you like? You know, I mean, most clubs meet up once a month or something. Are you always online with each other, chatting away? We have our yeah, own yeah. Sort of personal uh, page that we we bounce off ideas. Yeah, we'll we'll have like a sort of uh, FaceTime meeting, and yeah. and then we've just got like a group chat where we're all on there, and you know, we're always posting up our latest builds and projects, and um, you know how-to pictures and work in progress. So. But we've also had a, we've had an area that we were um, with Lord Smith is, is, uh, is going round to his mansion yeah. and uh, having a club meeting sign there a few times as well. Lord Smith. Yeah, Kev. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a very nice yeah, house, so we'll, we'll, we'll go around there we'll, like once a month. <laughs> sort of, um, Do you have to wear black tie? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah sort of like a put chili. He put, it does a chili and we all sit around his huge dining room table that, you know, he lords it at the far end. You know. Tom, the, the, still bit, 
bit like, a bit like the eagle's nest, isn't it, really, when we go around and uh, <laughs> yeah. chandeliers everywhere, isn't it? So. The Oswald sticker. How have you found the show so far? been really, really good. Um, obviously, last year was the first one post-Covid, um, which was sort of like a tentative step back to normality, but this seems like 99% back to what it felt like pre-Covid days, which is great. Lots and lots of people, lots of models, and generally a really positive atmosphere, I think. What did you guys think of the competition? Uh, overall, pretty good. You know, standard, it's obviously with a lot of, you know, you've got what would be like a club level model and there are some here that are you know real standalone works of art so it's, it's a real broad spectrum really it's quite hard as well because the, we kind of see this show is more predominantly like an aircraft show over yeah. armor and figures so we don't well, you do a lot of aircraft but i don't know any aircraft so i think it has changed over the last few years though it used to be like 90 percent aircraft yeah, but now there's a lot more arm than there was. There are more yeah. figures as well. A lot more figures and yeah, diorama. It's not promoted that way in the competition. No. The the if you like if you well the the, the joke <laughs> used to be that it was the International Plane Modeler Society. Yeah. You know, so. But the, the, light, the lighting's really bad in the, the competition area, you know, and especially the figure end, you know, you like say what I said earlier, it feels like you need to be issued with a head torch to go yeah. down there and have a look at the and because the figures obviously. You know, they're so much smaller than an aircraft, you know, and you, the, all the detail in the fine finishings lost in, in the poor lighting. Yeah, and if you have to use your own light, then it kind of makes it worse, makes it even, you know, bleaches it all out or something. Small lights aren't particularly good at, yeah, to view models. I think for me, the overall standard of the competition is not nearly as high as an SMC or something like that. No, but like it's, you say, the top end is as good as you'll see anywhere. Yeah. You know, there are some real gems in it, and I'm not just saying in comparison to everything else, they would be good at any show they were at. Yeah. Really great. I like the Lancaster and the Walker effect. Yeah, that was I've never seen super. Yeah, yeah. And they've captured the look of that, the, the photo idea. or the sequence yeah. of photos from it, and the, you know the footage superbly. Yeah, really, really good. Because I think the water effect. Lots of people can do still water and make it look good, but to have that real dynamic explosion of the water is you know, really amazing. Like you say, there's a famous photo as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you guys presented your own award in the competition, is that right? We did, yes. It wasn't yeah. really meant to be, per se, in the competition. We wanted it to be more around the whole yes, show. Yes, that's right. Sorry, you said that the best model at the show, is that right? Not yeah, yeah. But to be honest, with such a big event so many models and yeah. with us all, it was, it was like trying to herd cats to get us all together <laughs> in one place so we decided to just go into the competition look there and because we're predominantly armor or figure modelers we sort of headed towards the the armor class and we well also with going back to what you say with the competition it is heavy trophy-wise for aircraft, there's nothing yeah. being promoted for sci-fi, nothing being promoted for armour and figures, so I think it's only fair that we, as we're our armour-oriented club, yeah. we try and bring that level up, maybe. I think, listeners uh, won't know, but there's two types of award to show, there's the first, second and third medals awarded by the IPMS, which are called Gonsil Bronze, but it's not a Gonsil but then people, um, businesses, individuals, memorial awards, whatever, you can sponsor their own trophy, can't they? Yeah. But like you say, most of those go to aircraft. So 
so yeah, it's great that someone's doing something to, uh, to support them. We yeah. want to give a little bit of something back rather than take, take, take. We can, yeah. and, and we picked the model on its merits. Um, regardless of who had built it, we didn't know who had built it. We went across to the competition secretary, got the information, and it was great that it was one of the guys that have come over from the Czech Republic. And, you know, so it's great that they've travelled all that way and, and we've ended up... It's a shame we got his son instead of his dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you got a photo of the model? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you could send me that and the name of the model, yeah. and we'll put that up on the show notes as well, so I can yeah. see what you picked. But it was an IS-3, is it? Yeah. Oh, IS-7, seven, seven, I think. Seven. IS-7, seven, yeah. Big like, fat Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Don't yeah. shake things. Yeah. 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 But I saw it, and it really was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I think you like the lantern hanging off the back. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it did look really, really nice. And, we, and the thing was, we all agreed, so it was, yeah. it was great, it was easy. Because that's one of the criteria, wasn't it? That you all had to agree which model yeah. it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine it would have been kind of impossible getting everyone to look at every model in the show oh, and then yeah. agree on it. Yeah. And also, having our club display, we can we can justify ourselves by saying, you know, that was the best for us. Yeah. yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in a standard. It's at our standard. Not like the pros. <laughs> but actually, it didn't, didn't get anything, did it, for the judges? No, nothing at all. We were, I was really surprised. They really deserved something, you know, so... Again, it brings you back to the who's doing the judging and you know, different eyes. Different yeah, that's it. Yeah, but uh, to have six guys who know Arm really well, pick them up, that's that's a pretty an accolade, I think. So. I'd be chuffed if I won. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to, Dan? You're going to enter it next year, aren't you? Under a, a pseudonym, yeah, <laughs> try and win it. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just engrave your own. Who's this? Sam Danke. Yeah. Oh, I've had that yeah. so much. I've had that so much on the way up. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Smart. Thank you, Dan, for the talk to us. Thank you. Pleasure. Hi, I'm Scott, the creator and owner of the Scale Modeler Supply, Australia's largest manufacturer of hobby paints. Our premium airbrush-ready acrylic acrylic paints are designed specifically for use on plastics with a comprehensive range covering all popular modelling subjects including military, aircraft, rail, auto, sci-fi and more. And not only that, but we also have a wide selection of essential hobby tools and now, infinite colour and new range of water-based paints for miniatures. So to check out our range and to find your closest retailer, please visit our website at scalemodeler.com.au. So when quality matters, choose SMS Paints. So there you go. As you can tell from the background noise, uh, it was certainly an enjoyed show by many. Um, the numbers may have been down, but those that were there were really enjoying it a lot. There was a great buzz in the room. And actually, I really am looking forward to Scale Model World uh, 2023. So hope you enjoyed that show. Any comments, please do message us at sprucuttersunion at gmail.com. And don't forget our next show features an interview with Edward, which should be very interesting indeed. Hi everyone, it's Chris here from Inside the Armour Publications and I'd like to tell you about my new book, Models for Ukraine, Volume 2. Volume 1 was produced in March this year in response to the invasion of Ukraine and the humanitarian crisis that ensued and raised over £19,300 for humanitarian aid via the Disasters Emergency Committee Ukraine Appeal. 
Volume 2 will do the same thing. All profits are going to go to the DEC appeal and all the artists featured have donated their work to help people in Ukraine. Artists include Calvin Tan, Jean-Bernard André, Matt McDougall and many more and it features aircraft, armour, ships and figures. You can get the book at InsideTheArmor.com You can also find out more about Ukrainian models and manufacturers at ModelsFromUkraine.Buzzbout.com which is my new podcast about Ukrainian model makers and features interviews with companies and individuals in the country involved in model making.